0: Friends beyond the binary ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster whose fur has not been shorn in I don't know like if there's a word that rhymes with shorn like a year in a, a year's worth of mo in a mo in a year's worth of morns, uh when I said that the joke was for, if there was a punchline, it would feel forlorn. Patrons, thanks for the support. What do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep with Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. That could be thoughts, you know, things, things you're thinking about, or you know, remembering, reminiscing. Which gets glorified, but reminiscence can come in a long time, you know, a long time. A long reminiscence is not suited for bedtime. And sometimes, you know, reminiscence can take it, then the flavor changes. You've ever had one of those? It's like those, like, uh, jelly beans. You're enjoying them, you say, oh boy, I'm going to do some quality reminiscence at bedtime. Reminiscent, I've Been Missing You. Just like, I don't know if that was All In Oats that sang that song, but they should have. What have I been missing? Reminiscent. Uh, but then all of a sudden you're, you're taking those those famous beans, those gourmet ones, jelly beans, and you're saying, ooh, that one's good. Oh, boy, that, oh boy, that one, that must be cinnamon. That's red hot. And then you get one and you say, what is that? Uh, and, and then suddenly, so that's why I reminisce. Oh, so it could be thoughts. Uh, it could also be feelings, either connected to those thoughts. Hopefully I'll remember to come back to that. I don't really think I've used overused reminiscence in a, uh, a podcast intro before. There's first time for everything. And with Sleep With Me, there's fourth and fifth time, too. That feels like the first time to me. But, uh, okay, so it could be feelings that could that are there from the day or that have been there a while or that just, you know, swept in like a little bit of a stormy poo. Could be physical sensations, changes in schedule or routine, disruptions, you know, changes, stuff. Oh boy, that's stuff. But whatever it is that's keeping you awake, what I'd like to do is to uh, take your mind off it and help you fall asleep. So I got this safe place. I got it padded. I got it rubbed. I got it padded down. And I'm inviting you in. Like, tentatively is fine, too, you could say. I'm not sure. I, I And I say I invite at a distance. Uh, and most people that become sleep with me listeners are the kind of people that pretend, oh, no, I'm not looking. I'm just walking around by this safe place and... You know, eventually I might peek in, but no, no I don't have any questions at this moment because I'm not sure. That's totally normal. And then what I'll do is I'll send my. So, in order to in feel, make you feel invited in, and you know, I'm, it's rare that there's no. I guess I could, I should do an episode about this too one day, the comforting cave. Somebody asked me when you hear this, Scoots, did you record an episode about the Comforting Cave? Actually I'll write it down. You won't hear me write it down, luckily. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did do I think I did do an episode about the Comforting Cave a long time ago. Once I wrote it down, I said I can't I remember it was about some event I think it was about a toy or candy baron too. Those are some of my few favorite subjects. But so what I'll do is I'll send my voice. Oh, so saying like a comforting cave, which is rare. You got me on that one. You say, how many caves in the world are comforting? And I'd say, what, for you're saying, can you give me the rules, the ground rules on this debate? Uh, first time visit to a cave. Because once you've established a relationship with a cave, anybody will tell you it could be comforting. Once you get to know a cave... I'm sure spelunkers out there everywhere are saying, what, and of course, caves are, you know, and some of you may be, I don't want to go too too deep into these caves metaphors, because, uh, but spelunking, is an, that's a beautiful word, holy moly, I don't know what your root is, spelunking, but in spelunk, is that a one time, like if you're, you're into spelunking, that would mean you're a spelunker, And if you just do it, do you say I'm out, like on your, uh, instead of saying BRB, do you say out on a spelunk? Out, O, out on, O-O, out on a, O-O-A, on, out on a spelunk. O-O-A-S, uh, where's, where's Glenda? She's O-O-A-S, uh. I don't know what that means. She's out on a spelunk. What does that mean? She's on vacation. Oh, okay. But, uh, on a trip. Okay. So, oh, so just picture something warming and warm and inviting. That's what I'm trying to create uh, that you could eventually make your way towards. Uh, and we have other entrances, so that's not our only entrance. It's just it's just the only one I have right now at my... Uh, But so what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'll use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, which we've already been on a pointless meander and a few superfluous tangents. So much so that I fell in love with the word spelunk that I forgot the other word. What was it like? uh, There was, oh, reminiscing. There's another episode. (laughs) There's another episode, uh, Remil- reminiscence of a Spelunker. Now I don't think I can do that because that's too archetypal. But now that I think about it, but so, so it must send my voice across the deep. Drink. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Now here's—I don't know if this is irony or not—but this podcast, all it doesn't, it's not here for you to listen to or to put you to sleep, which is strange to say. But we've already gotten strange. I mean, uh, who wouldn't love a good spelunk? I mean, even if you're not into it, maybe we could repurpose that word to mean a pastime I find enriching and that brings me joy and, you know, whatever other stuff your pastimes bring you. I'm just trying to use shorthand in the most long-winded way possible. I can picture that, like somebody unbuttoning, the buckle, and like one belt. They say, "Oh boy, that was a good spelunk." I, well, okay, never mind. Like, uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm gonna have a spelunk. What, what do you mean, take a nap? Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I like. That. Hopefully, I'll work that, in and then you know, confuse people. In my regular life, not just my pod. You know, my my podcast life. So, okay. So, oh, this podcast doesn't put you to sleep and it's not really meant to be listened to. Those are the first two things I want to let you know if you're new. Also, not many, not everybody. I would say the majority of people that listen to this podcast uh, on the first time don't like it. Uh, Now, some of those people listen two or three times and they get used to it. Some of the people, some people like it right away. But this is an acquired taste. So... That's okay if you're not sure you like the show. If you strongly dislike it, yeah, you could go to com slash no thank you to see other sleep podcasts you could check out. But you could uh, give it a few tries. That's what most reviewers say. Because the first two strange things are, this is something you just kind of passively barely pay attention to. Like one grade above background noise where you just kind of listen, obviously, you—you, you, I mean, you've been kind of barely following me along. You see, scoots, those are the most, uh, they're not half rear-ended metaphors, but they're like metaphors that were like, uh, you, but that's the closest thing I could come to identifying what you're talking about. And I'd say thanks, yeah, you're pretty accurate. So it's a podcast you barely listen to. It also doesn't put you to sleep. I'm only here to keep you company while you fall asleep, while you eventually drift off. Uh I'm here to be at your bedside, to be your Borb friend, your borbay your Borcas, your Bor Sib, your Bor Bestie, uh, your Borber, uh, someone I'm sorry, whoever recommended that. I forgot. I'm not, you know, I don't remember barely anything. But, uh, yeah, I'm here to keep you company, and that's why the shows are about an hour or usually over an hour is to give you plenty of time to drift off at your leisure so you don't got to worry about, oh, am I going to be asleep by the time the episode's over? But also, if you can't sleep, if you need comfort in the deep, dark night because something's going on or you just can't sleep, you got chronic insomnia, I'm here to keep you company. And that's kind of the, the kind of job I do. I'm I'm here to keep you company whether you're listening or not. I'll be just keeping you company. Uh, you know, like that's the kind. That's what a boyfriend does. Talks when you're not really listening, but you need something to not really listen to. Sleep with me. If I ever remembered, I put that in a tagline related to the podcast. Uh, the podcast that's here when you don't need something. When you need something, you don't need to listen to. Okay, so those are the first couple things I want you to know if you're new. One, I'm glad you're here. But yeah, this show is not for everybody, and it it takes a couple times to get used to. You don't really listen. You don't really need to pay any attention. But I'm here for you. That's the real purpose I serve. I'm here for you because you deserve a good night's sleep. I want to say that early or early-ish for sleep with me because it's important your rest and you getting the rest you need to live your life for your life to be more manageable and ideally so that you can flourish. That's important to me. And it, like, I, I think it'll improve our whole world. If your world's a little bit better. And that's really what I believe. I also have been there tossing, turning mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Uh, particularly get waken, like, so, yeah, I don't want to get into my own sleep stuff, but I know how it feels, uh, the frustration, the loneliness, the trying, tons of different stuff. Uh, so if I can help, well, I can't help everybody. I really wish I could, but if if I can help you, it would be my honor couple other things Well, I'm you know giving you this hard sell on the podcast that doesn't work for everybody here they can throw new listeners off is the structure of the show our show starts off with a greeting which is similar to other podcasts friends beyond the binary ladies and gentlemen boys and girls so everybody feels welcome and seen then there's like a little bit of listener support stuff that's out there then there's sponsors and stuff for the show then there's an intro which we're probably like nine or ten minutes into already. And uh, the intro usually is about 20 minutes long, tw- sometimes 22 minutes long. And that can really throw people off. It's a show within a show in the sense of the rest of the podcast. It's a show within a show you barely notice, uh, but some people wonder, why why is the intro so long? Or, Scoots, why don't you get to the point? Or, when's the story going to start? Or, what is the intro? Is it just, uh, navel-gazing? And I'd say, I never understand what that word It probably is navel-gazing. But, I mean, if there was a pastime, you say, w- are you into spelunking or navel-gazing? i said I'm a navel-gazer. My own, no, only my own navel, don't worry, uh, in 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 paintings uh well, maybe not no that does sound uh but yeah, I just uh uh yeah, I guess that's one of my I, but I don't know like anyway but the intro goes on and on and on it does serve a purpose i mean the the goal of the intro is to introduce new people to the show uh for the first second, third fourth fifth, sixth times, but then for the regular listener, what up my regular listeners how you doing? Can I adjust your blankets for you? Oh, how about do, do you want me to poof that pillow or flatten it down? Okay, good to see you. Great. Yeah, you're like yeah, yeah oh yeah. Totally. What? Okay. I got sorry, I got to get back to this podcast, uh, but uh, great job. Great job being you. I did a I did the pointy fingers thing. So, the what a regular listener knows is the intro is kind of to get some separation from the regular world, the daytime world, and ease you into bedtime. And there's a couple of different ways to use it. Some people get in bed, press play, and start falling asleep right away. That's a small percentage of people. Another small percentage of people skip the intro and uh, like uh, start the show at 20 or 22 minutes, or, or their patrons, and they listen to story only episodes. But the rest of the listeners, I mean, some people listen all night, but for them, I guess with the one use case, and there's no wrong way to use the podcast, is as part of your wind-down routine. You could be in bed getting comfortable, or you could be getting ready for bed, or you could be doing something else. But the intro, yeah, helps you wind down. I guess that's my main point. Then there's the sponsors between the intro and the story. And that's just part of like a podcast structure. That's called what they call the mid roll. It's not actually in the middle of the show, but it's just called the mid roll. Uh, so those are the sponsors, and then we tell the bedtime story, and that's where most people start drifting off. But again, you can fall asleep. The great thing is you can fall asleep whenever you want. Uh, <laughs> that's the deal. I don't know if if you don't mind me saying, you could you could be asleep right now, looking great. Uh, uh, so. Oh, then there's thank yous at the end of the show. So that's a structure show. Tonight's story will be our episodically modular, ongoing series, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow, uh, where some friends play a board—like, not a board game, but a role-playing game. And we get to join them. Very soothing, very meandering. It takes place in an archetypal place full of positive reminiscence for, for, for a lot of people, not everybody. And... Uh, uh, what is that? Bathed in nostalgia. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. Um, and I really think that's it. I, I really hope this podcast can help you. I, I work really hard. I yearn and I strive, uh, to make this show as good as I can <laughs> within the context that I serve, uh, which is just to, to take your mind off stuff, give you some distance from the reminiscence, uh, or whatever's on your mind, or whatever you're feeling or experiencing, I'd like to help take your mind off of that and give you a place where you could fall asleep You know, just by barely paying attention to me. So I'm glad you're here. And uh, here's a couple ways I'm able to be here twice a week for you. Thanks. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Scoots, and we're here with our Episodically Modular which, which with optional seriality, meaning you could listen to these in any order, or you could listen to them in order, depending on your preference. But if you're already, you know, drifting in, you could, don't worry, we're going to catch up on everything. This is a look in at an actual play, a game, role-playing game uh, based in another world. We've gotten this through the transverse plane. A future world much like our own, and, but, but even more so like a different series in the Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, in a future world not that different than our own, uh, there'll be a, a group of friends playing a, a, a role-playing game and uh, adventuring and having, well, I think having fun together. It sounds more like uh, they're really focused. Uh, they're playing the game. Or they take the games somewhat seriously, not too seriously thus far. Oh, and before we get, before I turn things over, uh, I want to recommend another podcast, DM to GM, because one of the people on that show is one of my favorite people in podcasting, Sean Howard. It also features Russ Moore, and they answer your questions. Or hopefully, our Dungeon Master's question uh, about uh, being more comfortable playing the games you want to play. So a great podcast if you're new to to being a DM or a GM, uh, check it out. uh, uh, You can use the link in our show notes or anywhere you you like. And here's everybody's favorite Hollywood announcer, the renowned. Is that probably, I I could call you renowned. Would love to see you in a crown. You even make my heart palpitate when you frown. Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is uh, Friends Beyond the Binary. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time to journey into the land of tomorrow. Space sounds, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Antonio. That was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, here's a journey into the land of tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Thank you. I appreciate you being on time. I do like, but I didn't, didn't know if I needed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, I'm ready to get started. If everybody's ready to get started, as I said, as part of my being DM is that, uh, I'm gonna turn the floor over. Who's gonna do a recap and check in of where everything is? Uh, who's taking on that role? This oh Zell is. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, this is Zell. Uh, I'm a I'm a, a, a fighter warrior, and I'm here because. Uh, do you, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. though. are you gonna level us up or um? Uh, did you level up our sheet could you I didn't mean to break recap but uh before I get started in character oh well did you get my email that we, like uh yeah we, 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 I saw we leveled up uh, all the character sheets are updated oh I'm sorry uh Lord von Chill uh summarized that email in a different way than portrayed I should have read the email myself I'm sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to keep the game flow. No, I understand. So, my name is Zell. I'm an adventurer. I'm here with my other adventurers. And as we start this morning out, I wanted to, as the other adventurers wait uh, and I finish up my shift uh, watching over where we are right now, I thought I'd go through the who, what, when, where, and how and why. Who are we? A group of adventurers. I'm Zell. You know, I feel uh, this probably isn't appropriate, but, uh, you know, I've I've felt a bit lost, but something's been calling me my whole life, calling me to something more. And I can take a lot. Uh, You know, I'm comfortable. I'll take risks. I consider myself a powerful. But I think the world's in need of change. And uh, I guess I've always been looking for something to believe in or someone to believe in. Maybe somebody that... uh, Passes on messages in an accurate way. But yeah, you know, I pack a great sword and a longbow and a mean streak sometimes. But right now I'm excited to continue our adventure with my fellow adventurers. Eleanor, a a Florentian nurse and healer. Uh, has been extremely effective uh, with Eleanor's warhammer and uh, throwing hand axes. Uh, thus far, proven to be a apt companion, even though most recently joined our party. And intriguing uh, with with what uh, with uh, what Eleanor uh, offers: Granada of Darmak, uh, nimble a finger, have we seen and quick. Uh, quick to act, I chose someone to work with that I still don't quite understand, but I know there's something, you know, secrets are kept. Uh, all of us keep secrets. Some secrets, even in our hearts. Uh, but Granada of Dharmak, when we need stealth, when we need lock picks or trap discovery, thus far, you've been very effective. And you're not a, technically a sidekick, but more of a hireling Working and played with by Lord von Chill. Our other warrior, our other fighter, knows better than most. Uh, goes first, not just in battle but in life. Powerful and looking for even more power with a powerful great axe and you know a, a, a javelin throw. That does make my back sweat sometimes uh, when I see it. Uh, Dreams of people singing songs of glory in his name, Lord Von Chill. And finally, the quietest member of our party who uh, has been good good with a short sword, interestingly enough. M. Wata, a wizard and acolyte uh, assigned to our party by the Wizards Council that set us on this path. We're in the land of tomorrow. It was once a theme park uh, enjoyed by families in the old world in the before time. But for years it's been abandoned. Uh, and there's some powerful magic at work here. There's rumors of a portal hidden somewhere in the whole theme park, which was a giant, they called it a wor- the World of uh, Wonder or something, was named after someone, kind of like Lord Von Chill. Lord Von Chill World, that sends shivers down my spine in a different way. But this is a land within a theme park where we know, according to the Wizards Council that assigned us here, that they're the only ones that know and that it's somewhere in this... Uh, this this part of the land. There's other uh, forces looking for this, and if they discover first it could be a disaster. And we've been tasked with finding the portal and then using MWADA uh, to, to shut the portal uh, for, forever. Or, I don't know, I guess I don't totally understand that, but finding the portal, we've got to do that. And we checked uh, one attraction, and we found a clue we did, you know, we did some. We had to be fleet of foot and quick with the uh, quick on the action. But we uh, discovered a clue, uh, talked to the genie, which led us here into the world of steam. We're in a. We're resting. We've been resting. We're actually all recovered. We've eaten. And we're going to meet with. Uh, oh, cause it because of the magic. This steam park had old decrepit attractions that seem to be coming back to life. Some we suspect of the work of the wizards, and some uh, we've discovered just came to life on their own. So it's a strange world, and this is a, some sort of a movie and animatronic-based attraction, The World of Steam, hosted by the Steam Genie. And I did look at a park brochure that I found that said the steam genie will explain to you the wonders of the world of steam. There was so this is more of a reality-based steampunk genre attraction. There's giant steam steam giants uh, and different sort of steam bots like for cleaning. I'm guessing and well, I watched the whole night. I was on guard shift, so that's like observing, of course. There's one that, like, will vacuum up stuff, one that'll sweep stuff, one that carries stuff around. Technically, but they're powered by steam, and I don't think they're powered by uh, solar rays on the roofs of the buildings. And I think these particular, or maybe magic at this point, I don't know. Uh, I don't see any actual steam activity over the four hours I was up, uh. But we're going to talk to the Steam Genie this morning. The the Steam Genie had promised to watch over us and let us rest and stay true to the Steam Genie's word. And uh, so who, what, where, when, why, and how. So we'll do this as a team. We're going to work with the Steam Genie and see if the Steam Genie... Oh, and the Steam Genie's listening. So, hi, hi, Steam Genie. So we're here... uh, and uh, you know, I did watch last night a lot of the. It seems like when your um steam people are resting, they go into their modes from the show. Even you, you were talking. Did you know you were talking in your sleep, Steam Genie? Thank you. Welcome to the world of Steam, adventurers. It's so good to see you. The world's in st world. Of Steam's in need of your help. Well, thanks, Steam Genie. But I was gonna ask. Uh, did you know you were talking in your sleep about steam? Well, I, I did, uh, I did know that. I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, like go through the, uh, well, adventurers, uh, I've been observing you as well, and I was told you would come, and I was left with, uh, like, uh, would you like me to, so you don't need me to go through all the wonders of the world of steam? I could take you on a journey to another world, a world powered by steam, and set aside your preconceived notions of what technology could be and see what technology could be with steam. You know, some people talk about soot and smoke, uh, grime. Well, steam genie, I'm sorry, but we're kind of on a quest here. And you actually said that, like, about 45 times last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, thank you for listening. Would you be interested in the world of Steam? I would be interested in it. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we got to get to this. We need. We were told to meet with you because you would have the information we seek as a part of our quest. And I don't want to say what the information is because I don't, just in case... Oh yes well I have a quest for all of you as well well we that wasn't a, we just we were supposed to see you uh we're not exactly uh here to get involved in something else so you're all wizards correct uh the wizard you're part of the wizards council they said you would come someone would come well i'm I'm a wizard i'm M-Watt, uh And uh, a demand to know where what we seek is. Okay, don't get all steamed up there, Teapot. Uh, I could tell you're in search of something. And I know exactly what you're searching for, where it is. And uh, I just need you to do a couple things for me. Okay, this is Imwata again. And I demand to know, if you know what we're searching for, I I do, I do know what you're searching for and where it is. You're searching for a powerful gem imbued with magic to be constructed for something the wizards would not tell me. They said it was a part of what you're trying to put together and uh, that it's hidden somewhere. And they knew I wouldn't talk uh, without, you know, unless, uh, uh, so, and they said in exchange, uh, we hit it. So they said, you know, if you're going to do it, it's right where the the things I need you to do are on the way. So you're going to have to do it pretty much anyway. So if you want to know where it is, like, I need your word that you're going to do what I need you to do. Okay, this is M. telling the party that uh, it was a, it is a gem we seek. Uh, okay, well, what, part of a gem for what? Uh, we don't want to talk about it in front of the steam, the steam genie. Well, why? Well, because what if the steam genie? The steam genie has limited knowledge. Uh, yeah, but so do we. But we're part of your party. Okay. But it's, it's just a part of... We're trying to put something together to, to find and to deal with the portal. And this gem is a key part of that. It'll help us locate the portal, but it'll also help us deal with the portal when we find it. Okay. Okay, this is Zell. I'm still speaking to, to Wada. Okay, I'll take over, Wada, because you're like... Uh, okay, uh, Steam Genie, what is it that you need... And then w- let us talk about it, please. You know, just to, do, to be polite. Ah, uh, yes. I wouldn't expect you to whistle like... Uh, yes, I didn't think of... I, I'm out of steam puns. Uh, there was once a show called Steam Pipe Alley f- f- starring Mario Cantone. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that. No. Okay, so... Here's the thing. There's a uh, next door... Is an attra- another attraction, actually a ride, and I don't want to give you the details of the ride. But the, the strange things have been afoot for, for, in the wizards uh, when they used to kind of keep things under control. But it's been a long time since I've seen a wizard in here, and the other attractions are trying to take over. Now the attraction next door. They keep trying to come in. We've managed to block the door where some of them are trying to get in. But we know sooner or later they're going to work their way in here. And we can't get into their attraction. The steam giants can't get in there because it's uh, lower ceilings. And so we can't go in there and, and deal with it. So we need you to deal with this other attraction. The other attraction is not nice like me. They're unreasonable. They have this much a different view of the future there. And actually, it was, what do they call that, a retread or a re, re, redo of, uh, so it's not even, we were original, we, well, this the superstructure of this attraction is repurposed. But the story of this attraction, of the world of steam, was brand new. And it was quite a, quite a popular show in its time because of the steam. Also, I need you to turn the steam back on. You're going to see see this pipe above me? It's a steam this way into this room. There's a control room in there, and the, the, our enemies in the room next in the attraction next door have shut uh, uh, shut it down and uh, I need you to turn the steam back on. Okay, this is Zell uh, whispering to my party. I think that's just a, a sticker and a plastic pipe. I don't think there's any steam. Uh, yes, but I think, we, like, uh, Eleanor, what do you think? I think we should just humor uh, and find out some. Okay, so what are we looking at, Steam Genie, as far as uh, these uh, beings and the attraction? Okay, so the attraction is, was originally an attraction called uh, Buzz Tomorrow, and it was about a great hero, Buzz Tomorrow, space adventurer, and part of the space force who was helping deal with uh, well that was so that was the original attraction. Then the, when they redid it, they kept Buzz Tomorrow, but they re- redid the attraction, and then this thing of like a uh, an anti-dystopia is very meta. Uh, so it's an anti-dystopian ride about the dangers of dystopia, and that Buzz Tomorrow, which is in character, is very positive so it's also a tribute to like a, it's like a, a move away from a dystopia and hopelessness so a theme of uh, hope in in tomorrow buzz tomorrow to, to tomorrow you'll be you'll be buzzing uh, so i don't know if i'm making sense so there's buzz tomorrow who's a space ranger there's uh, the emperor uh, of dystopia, dystopia, the emperor, emperor dystopia, just something, I don't know, the emperor of the dystopian world. Also kind of like a, like a comedy, like, I don't know, it's very, uh, it's calling Hollywood to task for not doing enough uh, utopia. Oh, remember that, uh, um, remember that one story about uh, James Cash Penny, and Richard Warren Sears were in. It. Is there are they in the ride for? Because they were in a Utopia. Steam Genie's never heard of it. W- what you're talking about? Okay. Anyway, Steam Genie. So there's so. And then any other any other beings we got to worry about? Yeah. There's the Dystopians. Those are they were little green people, and they still kind of are. But they're the people that have, like, uh, they, they kind of repainted them to look like people that are, like, unhappy with, the, like, a, I don't know, represent negativity. Like brain bots a little bit? I don't know what you're talking about. But uh so there's a lot of them. And then there's uh, t- Buzz Tomorrow and The Emperor. Okay. And how how strong are they? Well, the the uh, dystopians are very small and not very powerful. They can't do much harm even, even as a group. They tend to go to travel in packs of uh, six to twelve. And Buzz Tomorrow and, and the Emperor are probably working together, plotting sooner or later, sooner probably to come in here. And once one of them gets in here, then you know the, the we have this, the steam giants and and and. Uh, so it'll be kind of like, uh, who could win between them? So Buzz Tomorrow's as big as a steam giant? No, uh, but Buzz Tomorrow does seem to be powerful. But I don't know if powerful as five adventurers like you. And what about the Emperor? Well, the Emperor stands guard in the room that you're search. You're going to search into. Uh, and uh, there was originally two ways in the room. You could go left or right. When you go through this door, we're going to open for you. If you go left, it goes towards the beginning of the ride, and then you could go in the back way uh, through the exit, you know, where the unload is, or you could progress as the ride progresses. The emperor is at the end of the ride. Also at the end of the ride is a claw, a giant claw, and on the back of the claw is uh is where the uh, wizards have hidden your gem. Like a shining power button for the claw is your actually your gem. Okay, so not much else we need to know. We're at full... thank you, Steam Genie. So we need to turn on the steam and defeat uh like uh defeat as many of the dystopians and then buzz tomorrow and uh, uh, the Emperor. Yes, I need you to to to, to see their, their attractions. So, de- you know, end the sentience that has been granted to the uh, animatronics. Okay, yeah. So, make them non-functional. Exactly. Wow. I don't know with steam. That's you know, we're we're much built, much harder. Uh, so, yes. And do you need us to come back here or anything? Well, you could come back and we would watch over you. You know, if you go and you battle and you want a place to rest, just return. What I'll do is I'll send some of my tiny steam steam, steam bunnies to watch and observe and report back to me. You won't really notice them. And they're small enough that even the dystopians should leave them alone. Okay. All right. Well, what does everybody think? This is Al asking uh, Granada. What do you think? I think uh, this is the next stage in our adventure. Yes, Lord Von Chill says that it would be, we will keep our word and uh, defeat this buzz tomorrow. Sounds like it'd be on my nerves. Eleanor, I, I think, yeah, let's do uh, I'm ready. Wada, yes, this isn't, this isn't what we're called to do. Okay, do have one thing with uh, like my to be nice. I don't know. And then Eleanor, I've been thinking you've been very effective. Uh, so do you want to save all like? Uh, do I mean this is your choice? But do you want to save any healing? Do you have any offensive uh, spell? Do you do any offensive spell casting? Or do you want to just make sure to have healing ready? Because I can't imagine anything doing. I mean, you're tough. Uh, I've been really impressed. Thank you, thank you. I pride myself on that. Uh, now that we've leveled up, I'm even yeah. No, I have uh, many. I have uh, healing spells ready. I could even cast Aid right before we go in there, and uh, uh, that'll give us uh, that'll give us extra five hit points each. Okay, that sounds good. So, Steam Genie, I think we're ready. What does everybody think when we go in? Should we look at the room and then assess things, or go left or right? Is anybody feeling anything? Um, Lord Von Chill says, "Let's assess things in the room." Yeah. Any, anybody else? Okay. Look, I guess that's a group uh, consensus. Okay. Follow, follow the steam bunny through. You're going to need to crawl through that crawl space, uh, and then. Uh, like uh one of the steam steam giants is going to lift over and pull up a, a blockade it'll go it'll be in front of whoever's whoever's in the lead with your group so, so I'm gonna go first as then uh what if we keep going the way we're going Zell the uh, van chill uh, uh granada wada and Eleanor does that sound good to everybody okay great yeah let's go. Okay, so you crawl, you crawl through a crawl space, and then a big piece of metal that has been like kind of pushed into the crawl space uh, is lifted up, uh, and it's not exactly. You wonder if you can trust the steam giant, but you crawl quickly through all of you, and you come out into a room uh, that was called a "Dreaming of Utopia." And you see there's like a cutout, it's like a billboard of uh, Buzz Tomorrow. So you get a good look at Buzz Tomorrow, kind of a shining uh, space, space adventure and kind of like a spacesuit that could be also an exoskeleton and saying, uh, tomorrow's going to be amazing. And you do see some of these dystopians and they have big eyes and they are watching you. And kind of um, uh, vibrating a little bit, but none of them are moving or anything. And they have like the part of the attraction was like a, you were going through, and you're trying to uh, add some joy to the uh, the dystopian. So they uh, this was cool effect when they had it is they would change colors from this kind of gray, monotone or sepia. Uh, to, 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 to to cool like uh, uh, neon colors when you gave because you had this like hope of tomorrow ray so this is like uh, the entrance to the dream utopian dream or something I don't know now it just looks like some of the uh, like uh, I don't know, that's right all you need to know okay uh, Zell you're leading today it seems like okay I would say let's go in the back way if we can. Uh, What does everybody think about that? So we'd go left, which I guess is like, I don't know, left. uh, uh, Towards the back, towards the beginning of the ride. What does everybody think about that? I mean, it sounds good. sounds good, yeah. Okay, so we could look left. What can we see? Okay, you can kind of see that there's doors that are barely on their hinges that would have let you into this room of the ride. And uh, the, the, you could kind of see through the cracks in the doors that there's another part of the ride. And the dystopians are still watching, but none have really moved from their places. Okay, I'd say, Eleanor, keep an eye on them as we proceed. Keep an eye on the ba- our backs, Okay. Okay, so we'll go up to the door, and should we check to see if the door has anything like we need to worry about? Yes, I'll check it I'll check it, Granada. I'll check it for traps. Yeah, there's no traps. You don't detect anything at all. Uh, Well, I don't detect anything at all, or there's no traps. I'm confident there's no traps. Yeah, you're confident there's no traps on the doors. Okay, no physical traps. Mwada, could you see, do you have like a, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so you detect no magic traps on the doors, but there is something powerful, but not dangerous uh, in the next room, Some something, maybe it's what we're looking for, maybe it got relocated. Okay, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's I'll listen at the door. Okay, you listen, and you even look through the cracks. You could see more dystopians kind of behaving the same way the dystopians in this room are. And um, you see back, you just see another thing, which is like uh, this, yeah, you don't see anything that catches your eye, really. Okay, let's go through the doors uh, slowly and cautiously while Eleanor watches our backs. Okay, so you go into the next room and it's like a a backdrop of the Hollywood Hills and the dystopians have kind of taken over. So some of them are dressed like uh, movie stars. There's a red carpet and they're all kind of like it's like a kind of farce about uh, profiting from dystopian, I don't know, the ride, this was not a popular redo of the ride. But it's like a anti-dystopian propaganda, I, I would say. Uh, or I don't, I don't know. It's a. It's kind of saying that Hollywood made too much. Uh, it's just strange, and it's hard to put together because some of the rides deteriorated, and there's still a decent amount, probably uh, thirty. Uh, dystopians in different kind of costumes and stuff and they're all, their eyes are watching you just like they were in the other room. Okay, well in the other room if we didn't approach them they didn't approach us. Uh, so let's slowly proceed to the center of the room and then figure out the magic thing is. What, 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 you want to be in charge of that? Okay, so you proceed into the center of the room and... Uh, you uh, Wada, you 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 say it's coming from uh near the Hollywood sign up uh, so it's up about uh twelve feet off the ground the Hollywood sign is against a fake backdrop of hills, and uh, you know you say it's coming in between the H and the O and the L somewhere there's something magic up there. Okay, um, Granada, you're the most, uh, you know, you've got the moves. Do you want to try to climb up there and get what there is to get? Wada, does it seem safe? Yeah, it seems safe to Wada. Okay, so I'll climb up there and see what I can get. Okay, so you successfully climb up to the H and the O and the L. And you see, and even you sense the magic in between, but like on the back of the O, is a crescent wrench, uh, which you know what it is because you've worked with tools before. And it's, but it's like, it's very magical. And you take it and you put it in your pouch or whatever. But as soon as you do, eight of the dystopians uh, go after your party immediately. So it's a total surprise. Uh, let's see. The, and I worked out the order, which will also be the order for once you regain your footing. But a little like, uh, I was calling them little aliens because that's what they were when, just when I wrote this out. Uh, but they're dystopians. Originally, they were little aliens. uh in the original attraction, sorry, but the first L A three gets a ten, misses on r- right on uh, Granada, and L A eight is also by Granada, goes after Granada, misses L A one, also by Granada, up in the hills, goes after Granada, fails. Uh, seven. Goes after Lord Von Chill and does three, but you had aid, so really you still have two extra hit points. Uh, LA-5 goes after Eleanor at the back of the room, and they, they just claw at your—mostly your, 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 getting you in the thighs and jumping up uh, in the cracks, uh, but does—yes, claws at Eleanor, does three of damage, but luckily evade. Uh, La four also goes after Eleanor. Misses. La two and La six go after Zell. La two is successful again, cutting your kind of your sides, your knees, so uh, three damage. La six is not it hits your shin pads. Okay, so we should uh uh let's get to it, huh? This is battle time, finally here. Uh, uh, How's our order looking? Okay, it's going to be MWADA, LA3, Granada, LA8, Zell, LA1, LA7, LA5, Eleanor, uh, Lord Von Chill, LA4, LA2, LA6. Oh, wow. Okay. I like those. Okay, so WADA, what are you going to do? Oh, uh, do we know? Uh, do we know how the armor class and stuff is? Uh, you'll see. Don't worry, Wada. Yeah. So this is me talking to myself. So Wada gets uh, fourteen. And I'll do it with bonuses. Okay. So fourteen. Oh, Wada, who are you going after? With, I'm going to use my short sword, L. A. Three, since they had. to. Okay, so you go after LA-3, and uh, it's you slice it right in. No longer functioning, uh, dystopian. Great. Uh, Granada? Uh, I'll go after uh, LA-2? LA-1? LA-8? Uh, okay, you got an 18. LA-8's gone, then. Okay. You got an 18, by the way. Okay, LA-8-4, so it goes after Eleanor, no. Uh, Zell, no. You shoot with your bow and miss. Uh, LA-1 goes after Eleanor, fails. LA-7 goes after Eleanor, uh, fails. LA-5 goes after Eleanor, fails. Eleanor you go after l a eight is that what you, that's what good thanks for writing that down uh no you miss lord von chill gets l a eight go or l a one I'm sorry i mixed up here yeah so l a one's now gone so three down is that right wada took out l a three i don't yeah i think that's right um just go keep going, you're doing great. Oh thanks, Lord Von Schill. Um so Lord Von Schill took out LA two LA one L 381 Uh LA four goes after Lord Von Schill misses. LA two goes after Lord Von Schill misses. LA six goes after Lord Von Chill misses. Okay, Wada gets in nineteen wow, nineteen takes out uh, LA seven. Uh, Granada, of uh, 14, LA5, wow. Uh, Zell, 18, LA, uh, 4, wow, man, this, these things don't stand a chance. Thank you for handling this, Dungeon Master. Okay, uh... What do we got next? La one's gone. La seven. La five. Eleanor six. Sorry. Lord Venture fourteen. So you take out La two. Uh, so that just leaves La six. you gets an eleven? And Eleanor misses. And uh, why? Oh, Watt again? With the short sword, th- third. Uh, that's it, uh, so the, the, the they're all uh, malfunctioning, and the other ones are still watching, but they don't you know, move, um, and Wada goes up to one and pushes it, and, and it's, like, not attached. Okay, Granada here, quick question, so is this, uh, oh, so we didn't really lose it. that was an easy battle, holy cow, but so is this the thing we're looking for, Wada, this crescent wrench? Uh, no, it's not, but it probably serves some purpose. I I don't know. I'd have to contemplate it. Uh, and after that battle, I'm not in the place to probably have to sit down and contemplate it, uh, but you should hold on to it. Okay. We're, we're, I think we, yeah, we should keep going. Uh, what can we see? Okay. So there's a slight bend to, to, to your, uh, Your right. Uh, So there's no doors that uh, where you could see, uh, you can't see around the bend, but it's like tiered. Like if you were on the right, it'd lead into this room, come around the corner, and then you'd see the Hollywood Hills and then you'd get closer to them. Okay, so should we just go into the next room? Well, I I don't, I think this is Granada. I think I should go ahead and, and see what I can find okay, you, you, got, you so you're trying to find traps and you do uh, find some that are kind of sw- like yeah, and you 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 do, you do, do, do you disarm the traps. I was you know I, uh, trying to pick and choose the details to give everybody so I hope that's okay. We could talk about it off uh, you know off week but trying to keep to the important stuff okay. Okay, so uh, what do I see in the room after I disarm the traps? It's pretty stark and empty in here. There's a couple um, ride vehicles. And other than that, uh, it's just uh, like there's some natural light because there's higher up windows. Uh, One one or two of them are broken. The windows aren't big enough to really make you, uh, like, put you on alert. Okay. Um, and what's behind us, uh, okay. So there's another curve behind you, like the one you just did and you can't see it from where you are cause you're kind of in the middle of the room where there's like the last part of the queue and then the boarding area. Okay. So everybody could come in here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just Eleanor, keep watching our back. Okay. I'm watching the back. Okay, so you uh, were in the room, everybody. Zell's in the lead again. I disarmed some traps, by the way. Should we proceed? Should I proceed? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and see what you see? Okay, so I go around the corner, and what do I see? Okay, go around the corner and you see the unload area where there's still a couple more vehicles. One's turned over on its side. Uh, There's a couple uh, little aliens or dystopians that are non-operable that they look like they'd been through something. And then in the back of the room is a lot of debris, but you can't really see much more from where you are now. Okay, can I uh, check for, for traps here, too? Yeah, you know, you don't find any. You're, you're pretty sure there aren't any. Okay. Does everybody want to come in? Is there anything else? Uh, I observe the room. It's just an unload room. Yeah, nothing else catch your attention. It's probably, like, it's mostly was done up with glow painting that you can't see anyway or black-like painting. Okay, so we're in the room. Let's uh, approach the debris. Debris debris at the back of the room. Uh, can we uh, see who knows, who observes the most about the debris or anything else? Okay, uh, wow. Rolls are great. Uh, Zell goes up to the debris, and Zell, like, uh, with a really good roll, what would you do? I'd want to know, like, how recent the debris is. Can we get through it uh, and anything else I can observe or listen to? Okay, and then, how like, how are you going to approach the debris as you do that? Very cautiously and quietly, obviously. So Zell approaches the debris and realizes that this is, like, a recent uh, kind of uh, cave-in or something. Something recently made this area impassable but zell also hears some arguing happening on the other side of the debris a lot of the debris is like metal and then panels even parts from other vehicles uh it's tough to tell it definitely wasn't a cave and it was placed to uh, maybe uh as something i don't know maybe it's a barrier to keep people out uh Okay, but I can, and we checked for traps, so what can I hear of this argument? Okay, so you're listening, you can't hear it perfectly, but you can hear something saying like uh, in a robotic voice, darn it, Buzz, I've had enough, Uh, it's time to move. Uh, Take some of them with you and find a way into that steam world and once you find a way in there let me know but i'll keep watch over this room so that nobody comes in the back way and then buzz says so like the back is impassable and uh, the, 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 so you determine this is buzz and tomorrow buzz tomorrow yeah, and uh, the emperor and the emperor saying no no no, no. The carousel is coming. The carousel is coming, and then they're gonna—they're gonna try to get through there. We have to. And bus says, "Okay, okay, okay." And uh, uh, bus says, "All right, I'll head out. I'm—I'm I'm gonna get ready. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm almost powered up." Uh, and Evers says, "Good, good, good. Sorry, I lost my, And then they kind of uh, have, have an apology, and uh, even then they kind of try to rebuild consensus uh, rapport. So you return to your party. Okay, uh, so it sounds like this buzz is heading out. Uh, and pretty soon, this area is impassable. So we're going to have to go all the way back around. So what I'm thinking is uh, we do the same thing that the L.A.s, the little the, the dystopians did to us. It's like we go back around to the room we came in. If we can get there, and then, Granada, you scout out Buzz if you can. Hopefully, you get a good roll like we've been getting, and let us know when Buzz is coming, and then we'll lie and wait for Buzz tomorrow, and hopefully have an advantage over Buzz tomorrow. Okay, okay, that sounds good to me. Is everybody ready? Can we do? Can we just go back to the room and and uh, do? Do we need to roll for anything to get back there? No, you don't. Uh, okay, one observation grenade here. When I went into now, I'm not sure if we were uh, those uh, little aliens came after me because we grabbed the wrench or because we went into their air their territory. But if we are going to hide somewhere. In this room, because now, again, how many little aliens do we see, DM? In this room, uh, probably like 15. None of them, your, 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 your memory serves that they don't seem like they've moved other than their eyes and little vibrations. Can we find spots where we wouldn't be in the little aliens' territory? Everybody else in the party can hide somewhere. Uh, do you think... Yeah, the only problem is that the places without the little aliens is at the far end of the room, like the air part of the room you came into, because they're more gathered or or, or assembled as a part of this, uh, like, on the other side of the... Like, you know what I mean? So you're a little bit of a distance uh, from the entrance to the room that you haven't been through. Okay, okay. Well, everybody hide, and I will stealthily attempt to look in the other room, observe and keep going and see if I could spot when Buzz, uh, is on Buzz's way, maybe hide. Uh, Can I roll for all that? Uh, you can. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, 17. Okay. Plus my bonuses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone hides, uh, effectively behind the different things. Uh, not, not important. Probably not the greatest cover, though. Other than hiding, it's mostly like uh, plywood, but a lot of plastic and fiberglass. It, just so you're aware. You, you know that as adventurers. Okay, so not a lot. Well, like hiding cover, but not physical cover. And Granada goes to the room, which again curls around again. And as Granada goes in that room, that room's like a little bit of a, like a, a, it it was like a little, literally like a transition scene where there was going to be, there once was like these, uh, you could see it's all ripped off, uh, projection mapping stuff, uh, but you can see that that was there to hide a couple doors, and then again, it wraps around like a U, so uh, you crawl on your all fours full stealth uh, and look and you see down the hall Buzz is talking to some little aliens and Buzz does look pretty um, sleek and uh, like a space ranger what, what, do you, what do you think you would do with that information can I uh, proceed back uh huh can I wait and watch for Buzz to move and then head back to hide in the same room as my adventuring party? You can. And I'd say you're doing that, uh, and you're waiting. Everyone's waiting, which is a great place for us to take at least a virtual nap until next time. Just waiting for Buzz tomorrow to move with the little dystopian's, uh, And waiting and resting until next week. Uh, Good night, everybody.